Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 474. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, we're going to talk about why that $1.5 billion lottery jackpot isn't as big as you think it is. This is kind of part two of my podcasts about the jackpot because the last podcast that I did, I talked about how people actually think that more money is gonna make them happier and I dispel that misnomer. And also I talked about how people can actually spend through all of the money, no matter how large of a jackpot it is. So I want you to listen to podcast number 473 if you haven't listened to it yet, because you're gonna be very enlightened. I actually think it's maybe one of my most favorite podcasts yet. I called it my edgiest podcast. It probably is a little bit controversial, but I really think there's a lot of truth that people don't really know to be true that is packed in to that podcast. and. So many times, I know on social media, there's just this avalanche of abundant pictures, you know, these mansions. And I'm not talking about a million dollar mansion or a five million or 10 million or even a $30 million mansion. I'm talking about 100 million, $150 million, these huge mega mansions that are all over Instagram or that necklace that is made of rare diamonds that is worth mega millions, the diamonds that are like ice cubes. I'm talking so much over the top wealth that yeah, it's kind of fun and it's kind of cool to fantasize about, but in another way, I think it can be very depressing for people. I think it can be very discouraging for people because for someone who's working and trying to earn a living and just trying to pay their bills, you see this extravagant wealth and you sort of feel like, gosh, everybody else has that, what's wrong with me? And it sort of makes people give up or throw in the towel or get down, depressed. I really just want to speak to you if that's how you're feeling, that there's all this incredible wealth that everybody else has and you're feeling really frustrated. Because here's what I know to be true. What I know to be true is that wealth is within your reach, maybe not wealth to buy a $150 million house, but certainly wealth to own your own home, your cars, provide education for your family, go on nice trips, have a really nice abundant lifestyle, and it doesn't cost as much as you might think. And that's partly what my prior podcast was about, was about the level of happiness and the level that you really can achieve to feel wealthy. And beyond that, it's it's kind of almost irrelevant. So I want you to really listen to that last podcast and understand there is a point at which above that level, you don't really get happier, your life doesn't get that much better, 
you might think you'd be super happy in a $100 million house, but it's a lot of work. It's a lot of area to take care of. You can't find anyone in the house. You've got to use a walkie-talkie to locate the other person because the house is so darn big. You've got to furnish it. You've got to have people clean it all the time and maintain it and landscape it and clean the windows. So I remember when the home built by Candace and Aaron Spelling, the TV producer, was sold for $85 million in an all cash deal. And it was bought by the daughter of Formula One billionaire, Bernie Ecclestone. And originally the price of that house was 150 million. And it sold, as I said, for 85 million. That house had 56,500 square feet, which is about 1,500 square feet larger than the White House, and it has 14 bedrooms and 27 bathrooms. There were 123 rooms customized for specific purposes by the Spellings during their ownership, like a flower cutting room, a silver storage room, a barber shop, multiple gift wrapping rooms, a bowling alley, a shoe closet, etc. More than 100 vehicles can be accommodated in the motor court and 16 carports. And the grounds have over 4.7 acres with of course a swimming pool and a pool house, a koi pond, a tennis court, gardens, and a citrus orchard. Plus you have a separate service wing for five maids bedrooms and two butler suites. So here's what's so interesting. After that house was purchased, it's been put back on the market for $200 million as an asking price. But if it's so wonderful and so great, why is it being sold again so quickly? Well, maybe they're trying to make a quick profit, but maybe they decided it wasn't as great as they thought it was to have all that to maintain, take care of, pay for, insure, etc. <laughs> it would be really financially draining to take care of all of that and to maintain all of that in addition to just the purchase price. So you see, my guess is that we might fantasize and think that these things are tremendous. We might look at a picture of a house and think, wow, it's like a palace and how exciting it would be to live there. But I think the reality is quite the opposite. Just a guess, I could be wrong. And I hope I'm not throwing cold water on your biggest fantasy and you're not upset with me. But I just kind of think that it's a little too over the top to really enjoy all that much. I don't know. Let me know what you think. I'd love to hear your opinion over on my Instagram account at Linda P. Jones. But anyway, back to the lottery, because that's what originally I wanted to talk about. So we did have a one person winner of the one and a half billion dollar Mega Millions lottery. And it turns out it's in the top five biggest lotto wins ever. It's not the biggest, but it's, I believe, the second largest. And I'm going to read you a little bit of an article from CNBC.com about that winner. It was written by Tom Huddleston Jr. And it says, The world welcomed a new instant multimillionaire on Tuesday night. One ticket sold in South Carolina overcame drastic odds to win the largest ever Mega Millions jackpot of more than one and a half billion dollars. Facing odds of one in 302.6 million, the winning ticket finally ended weeks of anticipation after no winning tickets were sold for the lottery since July 24th. 
That means Mega Millions will reset to its baseline $40 million jackpot for its next drawing on Friday. But you still have a chance to win another huge jackpot, as the estimated Powerball prize for Wednesday night's drawing is now up to a whopping $620 million. The most recent Mega Millions prize had been thought to be the largest lottery jackpot in history, but the final tally fell slightly below the estimated $1.6 billion total in the end. That makes the jackpot the second biggest ever. Lottery winners choose between receiving their winners in an annuity with payments over 30 years, or the more popular option, a single lump sum payment in a smaller amount. That's the option Kevin O'Leary says you should choose. The lump sum on Tuesday's $1.54 billion jackpot is $877.8 million, according to CNBC. If the as-yet-named winner chooses that option, the total haul will be about $491.7 million after both federal and state taxes, a 7% income tax in South Carolina, plus the 37% federal rate, while other taxes may also apply. And I'm going to stop there in the article, although it does continue on to uh, review each individual top five winner of the lottery. So if you want to read about each one of those, you can uh, follow that in the article and I'll leave a link in the show notes. What I wanted to say is this $1.5 billion jackpot was reduced down to 877 million if you choose the lump sum, which I think you should, because if you choose the lump sum, you're getting all of the money in your control versus if you choose the annuity option, they're going to pay you an income for your lifetime but it's going to be an income stream. And so you're not going to have a huge lump sum of money in your control, which most financial advisors would advise you to take the lump sum. So that one and a half billion then becomes 877 million. And then after tax, state and federal tax, it reduces down to 491.7 million. So half a billion dollars you win. You don't win one and a half billion, you're really getting half a billion. Oh darn, only. (laughs) All right, half a billion dollars is still an immense amount of money. But also on my podcast, I've talked about how people have spent right through that. I've talked about how people have spent through much more than that. So it is possible to spend it all in your lifetime. And buying a big $85 million house or $200 million house is a good way to spend through it all. But my point is just that, number one, you get a lot less than what the lotto headline is telling you because you're probably going to take in a lump sum and you will have taxes to pay. And number two, you can spend through it in your lifetime if spending is all you do. But if you've been listening to this podcast, then you know you need to be investing it because once you invest it, you're replenishing the money that you spend, you're growing that money, you're renewing that money and giving yourself an unlimited source of money versus spending it, you're ending the ability to create any more money with that. So you definitely want to be an investor and not a spender with all of your money course you want to spend some of it and have some fun but the problem is many many winners of jackpots or people who inherit money spend it all within five years it's usually all gone so the key is to invest it and replenish your money so that it lasts 
for your lifetime and maybe even your children's lifetime and maybe even their lifetime. But there is a saying, shirt sleeves to shirt sleeves in three generations. And that means that very, very wealthy families usually are broke by the third generation. And it's for the very same reason, because the next generation inherits that money and they wanna go spend it and live the lavish lifestyle rather than investing it wisely, growing it and replenishing it. And if that's the choice that's made, if it's all about the spending and not about the investing, then it's just a matter of time before it's all gone. Historically, it takes about three generations and there is no more money left. So a lot of very famous names that you might know, some of them don't have any money to their name anymore. Some of them are rich in name only or in the myth of their grandfather or great grandfather, but not in the current day generation. But my message to you is really rather than try to win the lottery and rather than thinking that that's going to somehow rescue you, regular investment savings is within your control to build your wealth. And I've given the example of the people that earn $40,000. One of them doesn't invest very much, less than 2%. And the other one invests a little over $5,000 a year, $5,500 a year and becomes a millionaire over 30 years. It all depends on what you do with your money, the decisions you make, the choices you make. Saving some of what you make is always a good thing to do, and saving 10% of everything you earn before you spend anything is a wise, wise rule from years ago of paying yourself first. And I totally agree with that, so if you can Put money in your 401k if you can have automatic investments, dollar cost averaging out of your checking account or out of your paycheck. If you can have money automatically invested for you, that's going to get you further ahead and further toward your goals of financial independence and financial freedom and build those millions for you because you can do this in your lifetime. I've talked about different money engines and I give you the step-by-step formula for how everyone creates wealth, no matter who they are. I figured out what they do step by step, and I share that with you in my six steps to wealth. So you can follow that formula and have the same results. But it's up to you. The decisions that you make with your money are your decisions. And whether you decide to be a complete spender or whether you're a good saver and investor is gonna make all the difference in the world to you. And it's going to make a huge difference in 10, 20, and 30 years in your future when you either are really happy with the decisions that you've made or you really regret the decisions that you've made, depending on what you did with your money and how that worked out for you. I wanna see you have financial freedom. I wanna see you have a very prosperous and abundant retirement. And the way to do that is to follow those six steps to wealth, to get your savings going, get your investments in money engines, your compounding, etc. If you want to know more about that, I've detailed it all in my book, You're Already a Wealth Heiress, Now Think and Act Like One, Six Practical Steps to Make it a Reality Now. And I'll leave a link in the show notes for you to pick up the book. It's a quick read and easy to understand and implement. And if we haven't yet connected on Instagram, get my daily wealth tips twice a day over at instagram.com forward slash Linda P. Jones. And if you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, please hit the subscribe button. And I'd love to have a review from you. It means so much to me and I love to hear from you. 
and I really, really appreciate all the reviews when you leave them. Thank you so much. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.